Wow. Oh, wow, my voice. Sounds like a man. <laughs> uh, were you guys blessed by that spoken word? Dang, I feel like we could have just ended there because, like, I felt convicted to just to lead an altar call and be like, okay, that's it. Are you ready, guys? Are you ready to be bold? I feel like that's already a message that's sending you guys off to uh, your prospective homes as well as um, just next semester and what God has in store for you. But tonight I do have a word for you. And so let me actually just open up in prayer. Father, um, uh, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for being here in this very place. We thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege to worship you and to give you glory, God. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you choose to use the weak to shame the strong. We thank you, God, for you are faithful. And so, God, we just give you tonight, I give you uh, myself, Lord, as I release your word, that, Father, you will be the one that speaks. You will be the one that transforms, and you will be the one that ministers to us, God. And so, Lord, I just give you uh, tonight and this time in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, as Eunice shared, this is actually my very last large group of... of Yes, <laughs> my Emmaus career. And uh, if you guys didn't know, I came here at 2009 as a student for one year. And now it's 2015, and I, I, I leave as um, the campus director of Yonsei Iwa. And to just see the process of that, for me, I'm like, wow, God, you are so amazing. Because if you've met me in 2009, and, you have, and you, now you guys are meeting me now, I know this sounds really funny, but I'm a completely different person. And really, it's like standing here, I, I would have never even imagined that this day would ever exist for me. To be able to stand in front of students. And when I first started, and I first started my, my preaching, I would say, oh my goodness, I used to have stage fright. I used to be afraid of people. I used to believe that I was so overlooked that I couldn't really do much. So I strived and strived to prove myself. And now God has placed me here. And I'm like, I have nothing to prove to anyone. And wow, God, you're so faithful. And you really use the weak to shame the strong. And I'm just so privileged to speak in front of you and so honored to give you... Um, food in the spirit to eat and i hope you guys are very blessed by the word tonight so when i was thinking of what to preach right i was like god what, what am i supposed to say i i'm not gonna lie, i was very overwhelmed <laughs> because i'm like this is the last large group um i it's, it's nerve-wracking. I felt this weight upon me to release a powerful word that will send you guys off to your Jerusalem and all these things. And I felt so much pressure. And I don't know, if it, uh, for me, I, I don't really speak when I'm stressed. I just sort of stay silent. I'm like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> like spazzing out on my, on my own inside. But then I, I, I just started to ask the Lord. I'm like, God, what do you want me to share? And he's like, just share from your heart. Share from your heart. Share what he taught, what I taught you. And so tonight, it's going to be actually um, me inviting you guys into the process that God took me to, through, and how I am where I am now. And now, 
the steps that he's taking me into for the next season. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. Future. Future is something that is in the mind of every single person here in this room, right? Your future. What am I going to do after I graduate? What am I going to do after I, am I going to get married? What am I going to do after I get married? You know, like, ah, what's what's going to happen in the future? And ever since for me, when I was young, I planned out my future. And every single part of my life, it was tailored around what I'm going to do next for to attain my future. And for some of you guys, I'm sure this is something that many of you guys can relate to is future. What does God want me to do in my future? And for some, it may paralyze you and be like, I don't want to do anything. And I just want to be here and just, you know, like just whatever. And I'm scared out of my mind. I'm anxious, all these things. And some are so zealous, so ambitious, and you're just striving and striving and striving in order to attain a future. And for here, many of you guys are believers. And when you think of future, you think about purpose in life and the words that God has spoken over you. And you're like the desires and dreams, and you're running after that. You're running after that. And really, that's actually how I came to Korea. God gave me dreams and desires that were for him, and I was running hard after it. So if you know, after college, I knew I was called back to Korea. So I drilled my way open. I was like, I'm not going to teach English because I study journalism. I'm too good for that. (laughs) Internally, I thought that. I never said that. (laughs) Internally, I'm too good for that. So I need to do something with journalism. And I drilled my way in. And the cool thing is, actually, God opened many, many doors for me to go into newspaper, for me to go into PR, and to actually step into this industry. And to be honest, I think it was by his grace that he opened it. And he was like, Tina, you learned a lesson. Because I learned a huge lesson. Like, don't go into, don't drill open doors yourself. Because he opens, but that doesn't necessarily mean you walk in. You have to seek after his heart. And so when I came to this nation, seeking after God's heart for this nation, I started getting more confused. And I started getting a little bit frustrated. And I'm like, what? And I actually ended up teaching for one year. Teaching, thinking I was too good for it. I ended up teaching for one year. And tonight, I learned one crucial lesson that I learned in my four years of ministry. Um, And I want to give that to you guys. And it's this. Enjoy Every season of your life, embrace it and trust him. Just trust him. As I trust him and I lean on him, he allows me to enjoy life to the fullest. And if you just heard a snippet of how I got here, it, it, was, it was saying I, I said I trusted God, but really I made my way in. I didn't allow him to move. And that caused me to be anxious. That caused me to be stressed out. That caused me to depend on myself, thinking that, God, you gave me these dreams. I have to make it happen. And God was telling me, chill out. Chill out. Relax. Trust me. 
trust me. And so tonight's message, the title is trust him with all your heart. Our passage comes from Proverbs 3, 5, 6, and everyone is very, very familiar with this passage. It's this. I'm just going to read it and listen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Amen. Amen. I've heard these, this passage in particular a lot growing up. And it almost to the point where it sounds cliche. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, you hear that and it's like drilled into me. Because for me, I grew up in a Christian home. I'm not going to share my testimony. But really, I, I, my testimony is the keeping power. And I'm very proud of my, my testimony, right? But it was like drilled into me ever since I was young. Trust in the Lord. For my mom, say, yeah, trust in the Lord. Say, yeah, my Korean name. Say, he. It's trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Don't depend on yourself. Don't don't depend on yourself. But to be honest, this passage never became real to me until very recently. To trust means to believe that something or someone is reliable, good, honest, effective, etc. According to Merriam Dictionary, right? (laughs) Um... Let me give you guys a a scenario. I don't know if you guys experience this, but for me, for example, there's times when you're spending time with friends at a cafe, right? And you're supposed to be there to really enjoy their presence and really get to know them and and see what's happening and, you know, have a lot of fun with conversations and whatnot, right? But then uh, in your mind, you're thinking about everything you need to do for that day, what you're going to do next, what I need to do tomorrow, what I need to do like when I get home and you're starting to think about everything. So you're not fully present with what's happening at that moment. Right. Can you guys relate? So you're there, but you're not there. And you're just like thinking in your head about your future. This is a lot of times what we do with God. We think so much ahead about our future. When God is saying, I'm here right now. What are, what are you doing? I'm here right now. What are you thinking? Right? So when we're thinking about our future and what we're going to do for him, in actually our response is saying, God, I don't trust you. So let me think about the future and let me think about the dreams and desires that I'm going to do, that you've placed in my heart for me to expand your kingdom, for me to do things for you. Do you get, do you get the point, right? And when you think about that, it's, I'm like, Wow, a good chunk of my life, I'm going to be honest and very vulnerable, I've thought that way. Everything in my mind was consumed with, God, what am I going to do for you? How can I do this for you? God, I want to live such a big life for you and expand your kingdom, plunder the house of Satan. I'm going to do some massive things in the entertainment industry. Right? Some context for me, when I came to this nation, I had a heart for the entertainment and the arts industry. Okay? So for me, that was my mindset coming in. I'm going to plunder the house of Satan. I'm going to let everybody know, God, you are alive. You are good. You are faithful. You love them. You have big dreams for them. Like for me, like I was just going to do that. And God was like, chill out. Chill out. 
1, it says, trust him with all your heart. Trust him with all your heart. What does this mean? Trust him with all, all (laughs) your heart. Everything, the good and the bad, the hurt parts of your heart, the healed. Your dreams and desires, trust him because he knows. Trust him because he knows. It says in Psalm 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will do. Right? Psalm 22, 4 to 5, in you our fathers put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were saved. If in you they trusted and were not disappointed. Psalm 84, 11 to 12, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. He knows your very dreams. He knows your very desires. He is in control of your life. He's in control of your life. Let that sink in. God created you. He knows you. He knows where you're going to be 10 years from now. He knows where you're going to be 50 years from now. He knows everything that you went through. He knows what you're going to go through. Trust him with all your heart. When it comes to your dreams and desires, trust him. He promised in Jeremiah 20, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Trust him. He knows. Yet this is such a simple truth that we can, it doesn't sink in easily. For me, I'm just going to, Like I said, I'm going to give you the process of what I went through. I came in with this desire for entertainment, the arts, and fashion. Okay? I came in, drilled my way in, was burned hard. And I met some crazy people. Right? That industry is no joke. And I've just tasted a glimpse of it. Right? And... And really, like, and then, I, and, and then I taught English. And for me, to be honest, ministry was never in my grid. For me to actually serve as a minister, as a college pastor, was never something I desired for myself. And I, when I started ministry, I had all these insecurities as well. Never is actually, I'm not going to say never. Secretly, I had a desire. Because I grew up in the church, I was exposed to so many powerful ministers. Secretly, in my heart, I was like, man, I want to, I would love to stand up there on the stage. Oh, that'd be awesome if I could go out in the missions and and minister powerfully. Secretly, I had these desires. But for me, I was like, God, no, not me. You would never use me in that way. I'm too shy. I'm too... um, I don't really stand out much. I'm not, I'm, I'm afraid of speaking in front of people, you know. And, and because of that, like, starting ministry was really daunting. It was really scary. It was actually given to me 
surprisingly. It was given to me when Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron asked, they're the lead pastors of New Philadelphia Church that our ministry is under. But they were the ones that asked me, and for me, I was like, I don't know what you see in me. I have no idea. So it was this constant like battle, like trusting in him with this next step, right, of starting ministry where I felt all these insecurities. I didn't feel good enough. College students scared me, right, because y'all are scary at times, right? And then the other struggle of God, but these dreams and desires that you placed in my heart, you gave it to me, and like now it seems like you're taking it away. What's up? What's up? Like, I don't understand. You're the one that gave it to me. But now, but for some reason, I feel this peace to go into ministry. And I know that this is the right step. And I said yes, because it was my step of faith. It was my step of faith to do ministry. And in that season, when I first made that step of faith, especially with my dreams and desires, God was saying, trust me, Tina, trust in me, trust that my plans for you is far greater than what you can ever fathom for yourself. And I had to just simply say, okay, all right, let's do this. But I'm not going to lie. I was scared out of my mind. Like I said, these insecurities, it's like, not just insecurities. I'm like, not just like, God, I'm not good at speaking. I'm like, I'm a woman. I don't have a seminary degree. Not just that. I, um, I'm slightly awkward. <laughs> and then, I was like, I'm a little weird and quirky, God. <laughs> like, how can students relate? And then another thing is, my testimony, God, cannot really do much. Like, when I first started, I'm like, I did not do drugs. I did not, I wasn't, wasn't promiscuous. And I was surrounded by my friends that did everything, and they had those powerful transformations. So for me, I was like, you're using this one in ministry. Like, I feel insecure in every area, even my testimony, Because I was like, my testimony doesn't really do much, God. It doesn't really seem like you're powerful in my life. Right? Man, that devil's a liar. Because my testimony is powerful. The fact that I didn't do anything gives me power to speak into it. You know? Um, But God was saying, Tina, trust me. Trust me with everything. Another area of insecurity I had was when I started ministry, I had to support raise. For me, my whole life, I thought I was going to be my parents' supporter. Right? I thought I was going to give them money. I thought I was going to bless them. I thought I was going to send them off to Europe and all these things. And then I had to go through four years of them supporting me. After college, I was so embarrassed in the natural when I first started. I was like, man, I am such a terrible daughter. But God flipped it. And he's like, you're giving them an opportunity to sow into my kingdom. It's not you. They're sowing into my kingdom, so you're giving them the opportunity. So God changed my heart. But when I initially started, I was like, I'm a terrible daughter. I stink, right? And then in the midst of that, God was saying, do you trust me, Tina? Do you trust me with your family? Do you trust me with your finances? Do you trust me with your call? Do you trust me with your dreams and desires? Do you trust me, Tina? Do you trust me with your life? And I had to say, yes, Lord simple as that in the next part it says lean not on your under lean not on your own understanding right for us everything needs to make sense everything needs needs to just make sense like there's an a then there's a b b c it's just like human nature we just need to know 
right? And be like, this makes no sense, then this doesn't exist. God, you make no sense, you don't... Like, the way that we are wired, it's like, I did this, then why is, like... God, I did this to you. Like, why are you giving me grace? That makes no sense, right? Like, for us, we just need to have things make sense. But thing is, God sometimes doesn't make sense. And the way that he moves doesn't make sense, right? And so even him placing in me in ministry did not make any sense at all. Didn't make any sense at all. And What this means to lean not on your own understanding is get yourself out of the way. Get you out of the way. It's not about you, right? And let your unbelief go out of the way and just say, okay, you know what, God? My understanding, I guess, is quite limiting. I trust you. I trust you. In Psalm 27, it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, we live by faith, not by sight. Your faith, you being Christian, makes no sense. Your lifestyle makes no sense. You being here makes no sense. You could be doing far many other things. It makes no sense. But the work, way God works makes no sense. And when I'm, I'm going to, you know, like when I'm thinking about the steps that I'm taking in my life, it makes no sense. Because clearly when I started ministry, I was like, God, I know you gave me a heart and a desire for the entertainment and fashion. I know it. I know it, God. But I give it to you. And so for the longest time, I thought um, God was, no, it's not thought. I knew this was it. He was like, Tina, do you believe that you're making a powerful impact in that industry by just, like by praying? By being an intercessor for that industry. And that's actually how I thought this would pan out. And for me to minister to students that have a call in that way, I thought that was my calling. And I was pretty content, right? But the way God moves makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Some of you guys here as an exchange student, makes no sense. You're wasting your time. I wasted my second semester as an exchange student. It went all into my elective pool. It made no sense why I was going to, why I chose to stay in Korea. For four-year students, you being in Korea makes no sense at times. (laughs) Some of your majors, you're like, I don't know why I'm doing my major because it doesn't deal with anything that I'm doing. Student leaders, you serving as a student leader in the midst of all that chaos, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Crew? Crew, you guys being here, when you guys could, some of y'all can actually be married by now, it makes no sense. You know? Some of you guys actually could be stepping out into your next endeavors in life, crew. It makes no sense. However, God, he knows. And the way that he moves makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And... The next verse, it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. What does it mean to acknowledge him in all your ways? It means to, well, according to the dictionary, acknowledging means to accept or admit the existence or truth of. So acknowledging God means, God, you're my everything. God, I need you. God, you are the creator of this universe. God, you are the Alpha Omega. Acknowledging who he is. In your life. 
Not acknowledging what you can do for him or how you desire to live for him or how you want to expand his kingdom. None of that stuff matters. It's acknowledging who he is. God. He's God. The creator of the universe, the one who created you and I. This is the God whom we serve. And this is the God who sent his only son to die for people like us. That makes no sense either. So for us, now it's to discover him in every situation, in every season of our lives, to discover who God is. Instead of thinking, God, my next steps make no sense. And I'm going to just sit here and wait until it makes sense. It's saying, no, God, I choose to trust you. And every single step of my life, I'm going to acknowledge you and discover who you are in my life. I'm going to recognize your presence in every situation of my life. So for me, right, I was like, God, okay, so nothing really makes sense. But okay, full-time ministry, let's do it. Bring it, right? Bring it. This is going to be awesome. It's scary, but okay, I'm, I'll step out in faith. Because, you know, in the Christian mind, it's like you, you choose to step out in faith because you know that's the right thing to do. And so because I knew the right thing to do was step out in faith, God, I was like, I was like God, I trust you, right? And I started to shift my perspective. Instead of seeing Emmaus and serving as full-time as just the season, or like, like this like wilderness season of me discovering and walking into my next step, I saw it as my call. It's my call. It's a part of my future. Your future is not something 10, 20, 30 years from now. Your future is it's tomorrow, right? It's right now. You're already living it. For me, this is part of my future. When I was 16 years old, God knew this would be a part of my future. And so for me, it's to be fully present with what God is doing and saying, God, I recognize you and I want more of you. I need you. You're all I need, God. I can't do anything without you. And it's to be fully present with him. That's what God wanted to reveal to me. To set my gaze upon him. To seek him wholeheartedly. To recognize he's God. To acknowledge him in all my ways. And as I began to do that, man, he started teaching me who I was. I began to discover myself once again. When I was striving and striving to prove to him, like, God, you gave me this call. I'm going to run at it and I'm going to live for you. God was like, no, 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 Tina. I want you to know who you are in me. I don't need you to do anything for me. I just want you to know, like, who you are and discover who you are. And... Every single semester, as I became fully present with what he was doing, and as I began to embrace every season, right, I began to just start being thankful. I'm like, wow, God, whoa, God, (laughs) I've been preaching. Whoa, God, I met my best friends here. God, 
wow, you used me to speak into the lives of students, college students that scared me. Wow, God. Actually, you, you really made me more confident in who I am in you. Wow, I don't have to prove anymore anything to anybody. Now I could stand, God, I could stand confidently in front of you, knowing that you love me, not for what I do, but for who I am. And as I began to acknowledge him, he began to acknowledge me. It's, it's weird because as I began to acknowledge him, he helped me discover who I am in him. But not just that, like if you see where I am now, I'm in a place of acknowledgement, to be honest. You're in a place, I'm now in a place of recognition. Right? My whole life I strived for it because I was so overlooked. My whole life I was like, I need to prove myself because no one believes for me. And the thing is, as I began to just trust in him, he's like, Tina, I believe in you and I received it. He placed me exactly where I needed to be at the perfect time. The perfect time. God wants to do that for you. For some of you guys here in this room, this season in Emmaus was for you to discover you. Like me, you guys came with a zealous heart. I have a heart for North Korea and then like, boom, you know. And then you realize like it's not as easy to do that. (laughs) You know, like some of you guys came like I have a huge heart for entertainment and you came in. And then actually God was revealing who he is to you and who you are to him. Some of you guys came because you love the Korean language, right? And then you end up sitting here and then finding out, like, sobbing, repenting before the Lord, asking for forgiveness, and then being filled with the Holy Spirit and living powerfully for him within a semester. Some of you guys are here for four years, and every year you're discovering who God is. This wise woman told me when I started ministry, Tina, everything is a gift from God. He doesn't need you. He doesn't owe you anything. Everything is a gift from God. A gift from him to experience me, like his love in new ways. Right? Everything is God. He's like, this wise woman was my mom. And she was like, he doesn't need you. Like when I was telling her about ministry, he said, he doesn't need you. He doesn't owe you anything. You're not entitled to anything. And I'm like sitting here and I'm like, oh my, I just need some encouragement. And she's just like rebuking me hardcore. And she's like, you don't, he doesn't owe you anything. And I'm like, okay. But you know what? As I really began to think about it, I'm like, that's exactly what it is. I just need to acknowledge him, grow and, and fall in love with him. And it's from that place where he takes you into the next seasons of your life, right? The last verse, uh, the, the last portion of this passage, it says, he will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. Proverbs 16, 3, it says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Your plans will succeed. But the first thing is commit to the Lord whatever you do, Right? And in this passage, too, he will make your path straight. The thing is, God has a path for you. 
God has a path for you already. And his path for you is awesomeness. You know, he has some mighty plans for your life. He has mighty, mighty plans for your life. However, if this path is what you're seeking and not him, it's out of order. He desires you more than anything. And so the things I've learned is, as I've been just journeying, right? Journeying and, and realizing even this next, this Emmaus was a part of my future. I was like, God, I love Emmaus. This is it. I'm happy. I'll do this for however long. I'm like, man, support raising is easy too. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I was like, and you have such mighty plans for me. It's like, why wouldn't I be a part of it? Of course, you know, I'm not afraid of public speaking anymore. Do I need a proof? Yeah, but you know, you're with me and I trust you. Right. So for me, I was like, this, this is it. Let's do this. Right. And as I began to just give him space to move, I hope this really encourages you. God opens doors. He opens the doors in the perfect time. No need to rush him. No need to rush him. For me, initially, I did rush him, right? And some of you guys might be thinking, but Tina, I don't really want to follow your path. You did ministry. Like, I don't really want to do ministry. You know, for some of you guys, you might think like, man, really trusting in the Lord means that he's going to plot me in some weird indigenous country, like nation somewhere and then make me eat like weird food and like trust him. You know, like some of you guys might be thinking like, God, I don't want to like, you know, you're going to put me somewhere. No, no, no. That's what I'm not. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But for some of you guys, you think trusting in the Lord means like obeying him where he puts you in the most torturous places in your mind. Right. And ministry for some may be a little bit. You might be thinking, I don't want that, right? I'm not saying that. For me, my journey, God took me into this process. It's, it's different from yours. But what I learned is when you trust in him, he knows exactly where you need to go. Where you need to go. And when I was trusting him in, in ministry, you know how I said I had a heart for entertainment and fashion? Thing is, God was writing me all along. I wasn't just mindlessly obeying. I wasn't just serving students. Like, thing is, you guys are a gift to me. But that wasn't my only, that God had a much bigger purpose behind it. As I sought after him and I sought his heart. For me, for you guys. Thing is, God was preparing me in such crazy radical ways. That was, that did not make sense to the world. Right? It was in the place of ministry that I got all my administration skills. It was in the place of ministry that he gave me the ability to public speak. It was in the place of ministry for me, right, where God was able to um, train me up in relational skills. Like I said, I'm, I was, I'm slightly quirky and a little bit awkward, right? So talking to people scared me, right? But then God taught me that in the place of ministry. Support raising, God taught me how to... Get investors. He works in the weirdest ways, guys. Weirdest ways. And thing is, God has a path for you. And, and I'm going to share you this part of my journey right now. What ha- what's happening is as I now start, as I'm now transitioning out of ministry, God is the one opening doors. And recently, I got connected with the CEO of a startup. 
right? I never drilled open these doors in my I don't even know how to, right? I didn't. And someone, one of my roommates from college contacted me and she said, Tina, my CEO wants to meet you. I'm like, what? And she's like, he wants to learn English. I'm like, I can't teach him English. I'll refer him to someone else. But she's like, no, I think you should meet him. I met him. Crazy, crazy story. Long story short. He is a kingdom financier, right? That means like he, he's really rich. Okay. But he gives it out to missions and he serves God's kingdom. And the way that he runs his company is very God. They have a mission statement. They have core values, everything. Right. And so when I met him and I was like, listen, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have so much to learn from you. So I just asked him, Hey, can you, can I just meet with you and learn from you? And he's like, yeah, let's do this. Right. And through that, God gave, gave me just crazy networks outside of the church within the business, in the, like marketplace, within the marketplace. I could never open this door on my own, right? But God knows exactly when I trust, when you trust in him, he's the one that leads you exactly where you need to go. And he's the one that opens doors in due season, in due season. And so... Trust him because he makes the supernatural happen. For me, I'm at a point now where I was like, God, honestly, even if you take this away, I'm perfectly fine. Even if I don't get a job from him, I'm not entitled to it. But I know that you're leading the way it's quite clear. So I want to continue to trust in you. And so now I have to reapply this very passage into my life for this next season. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on my own understanding. Right? Because he's going to be the one that makes my path straight. And I have to reapply it to this time of my life. And likewise, for you guys, it's the same thing. You guys are hitting new seasons of your life. Right? And being here as an Emmaus student is a huge, you're trusting in the Lord in many ways. For exchange students, you guys are going back to your Jerusalems. You don't know what is up ahead. You don't know what, um, who you're going to meet, right? And God is saying, trust me. Do you trust me? Trust me with your semester. Do you trust me with your future? Do you trust that I'm going to be the one that opens the doors? You know, Jesus is somebody that... Ex- really exemplified this trust even though like he knew he knew his future right he knew that he was going to die on the cross for us yet he was able to really trust in the lord and embrace every moment of his life and it was every moment when he was fully present with people that the supernatural became real it was every moment where the supernatural just exploded and god jesus was able to minister to many, many, many people. He was also able to empower other people. Right? God, like, the thing is, we're called to live like Christ. Every season of your life, your future is not just about you, but it includes people. It includes people, and everyone's very connected. Y'all, we're all connected in some capacity. Right? But as we trust in him together, God is the one that does what he wants to do. And the crazy thing is, he makes, he has, oh my goodness, I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, wow, God. 
Like when I see you guys too, it's, it's pretty cool. Like even hearing what's happening with our four-year students and their next steps, as they trust in the Lord, God moves. God moves. But this is it. What I had to learn, what God taught me, was trusting in him and him alone. Just looking to him and letting him lead your path. Like letting him lead you in that path. You know, instead of you creating one for yourself is trusting him and leaning not on your own understanding. And so actually what I want to do is this. I want everybody to open up your Bibles. This is the last large group. And when I think about you guys, my last really heart for you is that you know what it means to trust in him wholeheartedly. That's it. To trust in him wholeheartedly. And so we're actually going to, I'm going to have you guys read this passage. To, we're going to read it together. Okay. We're going to read it together. And then I'm going to close in prayer. All right. Um, let's read it. One, two, three. Chakaman, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Okay. Are you guys ready? So when you read this, the, the word of God has power. And you, the thing is, trusting God is a choice. You could choose not to. But let me assure you, it's actually worth it. So when you read it, believe it. Okay? Let's read Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. 1, 2, 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your straight your paths. Amen. Let's close in prayer.